they assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts, it's on the air. train flying like an aeroplane spinning like a bass plane one more time tonight look out it's stray cast outdoor cartoon television live here on a wednesday night from the stray cast studios axel renwick yes from hambodia indiana we are live right now on straycast.net and the stray cast facebook page i am pat renwick and we have another uh, a, a slubber degullion of a choo-choo snook and fatty magoo show worked up for you tonight. This one's packed. Yeah, this one is loaded like a freight train, flying like an aeroplane. Uh, well, first up, um, let's just get right right to the guess. I mean, first off, you, this is a blockbuster. We're off next week, so I loaded us up, I must confess. Uh, first off the bat, the old junkyard dog himself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever on the straight cast, uh, Bass Buzz Palooza. Tommy Biffle coming at ya. Biffle, do you believe it? We got Biffle. Dude, it's Tommy Biffle. He's your BFF. Your the Biff. Biff. Your Biffle friend forever. Yeah, he he is. Uh, then coming up, uh, the uh, winner of the uh, most recent FLW tour event on the Potomac River, the Potomac, uh, the, the Potawatomi, Potomac River. Uh, Tom Monsoor. It's about time, Tom Monsoor. Yeah. yeah. Racing us. Tom Monsoor. Then, late entries into the game tonight. Uh, your uh, 2017 FLW Tour Angler of the Year. Landslide. Oh, oh just knocked him out. Uh, Brian Thrift comes back to the show tonight. Yeah. Yes. Wow. They keep coming. One of my favorite guests we've ever had on this show, I must confess. Uh, Bradley Dorch, the 2017 FLW Rookie of the Year. Yeah. That's Bradley Dorch. Dorchstam. Yes. Dorch the snot out of him. Bradley Dorch coming on after that. But, hey, uh, I want to tell you the players of the game here. Uh, guess who's back in town after, uh, after a hiatus? Where did you go? Where did I go? I don't know. I'm asking was you. Was I gone? Yeah, you were gone, but now you're back. Where was I at? Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. It's Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, the drummer. I don't think I was gone. It's Ryan. I'm back. He's back. I don't know where you went. I went to Madison for a couple days. Were you mad at us? No. It is Madison. I went to Centennial Park. It's right. <laughs> Popcorn Whitaker. You sure did go to Centennial Park. Yeah, drove a golf cart. Hey, our social media guy who's ready to field your questions for this all-star lineup tonight. Um, John Henry, Paul High, John Bonham, J.P. High. That's him. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a hip-hop fisherman. Still here. Still here. It's John Paul High. 
That, cool. yeah. That's your your um, yeah, that's, that's your birth certificate name. That is John Paul High. Can I refer to you as John Paul High from now on? Yeah. In in um, aesthetics, what do you call that when you abbreviate your name like that? Aesthetics. I, I don't know. I don't even know I what I'm talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Dude, I didn't graduate. Yeah, mo- most people know the next guy I'm about to introduce as um, as our producer. Um, some people know him as the Ginger Ninja. Um, some people know him as a burning uh, red ball of fire. He's my brother in sunscreen. But, uh, yeah, he is your brethren in sunscreen. But um, you know what? He is the, uh, is the commando of Lake George. It's Andrew Ellenberger. Yeah. Commando of Lake George and J.R.R. Tolkien, the Hobbit. He, is, he, he proved that last week. He is. He's a beast. Beat the snot out of me and JP and Ryan. He made Ryan that, sit in the. That's not true. I was his teammate. Oh, oh yeah, true. He told me you just laid down the whole I time. I did. In I the just. Boat I stood there and drank PBRs. Ah. That's what he said. That's what that he said later. you did. Hey, um, but uh, I want to say, um, uh, congratulations to our buddy Randy Blockett uh, on his new baby boy. That's phenomenal. Congratulations, yes. Randy. It's definitely it's a you- keeper. It's a keeper. <laughs> Nine and a half pounder. Uh, dude, fishing's in full swing, man. Yeah, I'm feeling good about cottonwood life. is gone. Cottonwood Up is here. gone. Life is good. It's flipping. It's the flipping time of year. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys go deep, but I'm just flipping. Yeah, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to talk to uh, to old uh, your BFF Tommy Biffle yeah. about flipping. But hey, what I'm telling you right here, right now, put the power poles down. Please don't go anywhere. It's an action packed show. And also, hey, if you're just tuning in for the first time, tell your friends about this show. Tell them. Send smoke signals. Send carrier pigeons. Uh, send messages on the www, because this is Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick, and we are live now, and we'll be right back. Quality, dependability, consistency, and fish-catching performance is what separates a War Eagle spinnerbait from the pack. Hand-assembled, inspected, and tested in Rogers, Arkansas, War Eagle lures are the choice of Mike McClellan, Andy Morgan, Edwin Evers, and you, the serious bass angler. War Eagle Lures, when you absolutely have to catch fish. Find War Eagle Lures at your local tackle store or visit WarEagleLures.com today. PH Custom Lures by Phil Hunter, quickly becoming the most sought-after custom balsa baits in the industry. From the little hunter to the squeaky pea. These baits are pure quality, handcrafted, hand-carved, and hand-painted. But most importantly, they flat-out catch fish. PH Custom Lures has a bait for any situation in a magnitude of colors. Check out the old school, straighter, and PH Custom series at phcustomlures.com. That's phcustomlures.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the Bass Buzz segment right here. Uh, I'm your host, Pat Renwick. This is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker with the, uh, with the, with the sign. I made a biffle sign. It's for the fans. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we are super proud to bring to you for the first time ever on this madhouse uh, right here, right now, ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Biffle. Yeah. How are you doing? Tommy. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show, dude. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, we're we're glad to have you on here, man. I mean, um, 
when they say the word legend of the sport, I, th- I think you fit that mold. Do, do, do you feel like you fit that mold, Tommy? Oh, I don't. I tell everybody I might not be a legend. I've just been doing it longer than most of them. I mean, like 30-something years, hasn't it been? Yeah, yeah, I think 33. Wow. Jeez, wow. I mean, that, that's outstanding. Hey, Tommy, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my late 40s, and, but I feel like a 12-year-old. You know, I really do. Do, do, and I act like one too, ironically. But do you, yeah. do you do you do you feel young, Tommy? Do you do you feel your age? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm in my twenties. <laughs> so you're saying you're more mature than me, are you? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little he's twenty. Bit, you're twelve. At, at your at your point of your career right now, and this may seem like a like an like an odd question or an obvious question, but do you still have goals, Tommy? Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me, yeah, I, I need to win the huh? Go ahead, go ahead, sir. I need to win the classic uh, before I quit. Yeah, that's that's the yes, goal. You do win that classic before you quit, and you and you yeah. got a, you got a couple. Um, I mean, you got a couple Aaron Martins in the classic. You got two of those, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, well, I've had two two in Bass and three at FLW that have come in second. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, runner up, and I mean, ninety four was a big charge, wasn't it? Yeah, ninety four. I mean, I yeah. and and Kershaw, God rest his soul, ended up winning. You know, uh, which was obviously, you know, great for him and great for the sport, but it kind of ended up tragically, of course. But that's that's yeah. a, that's a story that I remember, Tommy. About you know, everybody thought you won that, including you, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we'd already. We'd already done a deal at the lake, what it's like to win the Classic and everything. Yeah, I mean, I, they were interviewing you, and people were saying, you got this, Tommy, congratulating you. Everything is, was, uh, was, was peaches and cream, and then, and then Kershaw won. I mean, that, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So that right there. Yeah. That, that right there. And that, that was going to be one of the biggest comebacks, too. That was a, yeah. that was a huge comeback. That was, a, that was an awesome tournament all the way around, though. Yeah, absolutely outstanding. So that's motivation. I mean, you, you got to draw on that. You, you got to draw on that. I think that, I mean, you, you definitely got a classic in you, Tommy. We we totally believe in you, man. Well, I appreciate it. I think I'll win it one of these days. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, right time, right place. Yeah. Get those fish in the bushes, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. You, you get the you yeah, get... bush. I would like to have been in the one at Conroe, but... Uh, I, I was missed it by four points, so that was a heartbreaker. They they call Tommy the Bush Doctor. Did you know that? <laughs> he's a, he, he, I did. I did know that. Yeah, actually. he's yeah. a he's a master of flipping them out of the bush. I mean, I want to ask you this, Tommy, and it's been something that um, I, I think. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It was the the Derby. Uh, you won it. Where was it at at Wheeler? Where you were flipping them out of the bushes? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now that that influenced me to start flipping a Texas rig bait more. Okay. I, I mean, I've yeah. I've always been a jig flipper. I always loved it. That's what I love to do. Still love to do it. Not going to kid you. But um, you were throwing that. I believe at that time um, that was for the, before the uh, Biffle Bug days, and you were you. I think you were flipping the old Beave on the five sixteenth and. I mean, there is not a time where I go out flipping, and I have multiple flip sticks on the deck, but there is not a time where I don't have 
uh, that type of bait with a 516th ounce weight. It's just I have so much confidence in that, man. I mean, thank you. I want to thank you for that. You know, they, they don't always want to bite a jig, and, and then some lakes aren't conducive to the jig bite. You know, they, they, they're going to bite, bite something that's smaller. Well, that and, leads. Uh, Go ahead. How do you know? I mean, is it just trial and error, Tommy? Yeah, a lot of trial and error, and then a lot of it's just, uh, you know, you know the lake, you know, what, what the conditions in the lake are. So that that's so, that's uh, my question. Uh, I, I actually wrote this down. Oh, when uh, when when the jig and when the plastic? When how do you know? Just trial and error, or what? What uh, what else leads you to, to to do that? Well, a lot of it is trial and error. You know, you just gotta you just gotta try a little bit of whatever. You know, back and forth with the jig, and then and let the fish tell you what the are you in the bathtub right now, Tommy? <laughs> I think he's underwater. It sounds like you're underwater. No, I'm not underwater, but I'm, I'm pretty close. <laughs> hey, did you do your fishing report tonight? Huh? Did, did, you, did you do your fishing report tonight? Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, are you there, Tommy? You got to turn the hydro wave off. <laughs> should we? Should we? Should we try him back? Try to get a better connection here. Gene Eisenman would be would be pl- proud that you're playing that hydro wave music in the background. Can you hear us, Tommy? No, I think we lost. Uh oh, we lost Tommy Biffle. Let's ring him back real quick. I, he wasn't having it. I think he was underwater. <laughs> yeah, he. I think enough, he dove he in the lake to get away. He was like, okay, that, that's that. But I think he was in the bathtub. There's Tommy in the bath. It's You, you only hear this on, on straight cast. It's not going to happen anywhere else. Rub-a-dub-dub, Tommy Biffle in the tub. That's yeah. all there is to We'll get him it. back. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, what, it really sounds like he was underwater. I don't know what he was doing. I, 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 I know he was, he was doing a fishing report tonight. That's what he was doing. Yeah, he was he was diving to see what the fish were doing. Every Wednesday night, Tommy told me he does a uh, uh, a live fishing report on a local radio station. Hey, there's can you hear me? Oh, that is so much better. I'm Way glad better. you're back, Tommy. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, I lost you. Yeah, that, that's good. Hey, I was asking you, and I was just telling the guys about it uh, while Ginger was getting you back. Um, d- did you do your your fishing report tonight? Didn't you tell me you do a fishing report yeah. every Wednesday yeah. night? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's yeah. What's that all about? Oh, I do a fishing report on the, the lakes in northeastern Oklahoma. About five or six lakes around here, pretty local. Gotcha. And uh, just just tell them what they're biting on and how to catch them or what the water levels and conditions are and stuff. Are they biting? So, That's what I want to know. Are they biting out there in Oklahoma? Yeah, they're biting, they're biting good. The dang lake has been up uh, as high as 28 feet wow. for the last couple of months. And uh, it just got down... Well, it's two and a half feet high right now, so uh, these boys that's been here, they've had a lot of fun flipping. Yeah, that's your deal right and, now. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so it's, uh, it's been good, so I'm looking forward to getting out there this week sometime and, and uh, doing it. Hey, Tommy, is it true that you look for muddy water? A lot. You hear a lot of guys say, "I'm looking for clearer water." Is it true that you look yeah. for muddy water? 
Well, why do you do that? Fish and muddy water are easiest to catch. They're they're, they, uh, they're not as they're not as spooky. They're shallow. They're dum dums a lot of times. They're a lot easier yeah, to catch. They're, they're not, they're not, yeah, they're not as dumb. Yeah, we like dumb bass. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> we like we like the dumb ones. They're the best kind. There, there's no doubt about it that they do. Yeah, they're they're a little easier to catch. Hey, I'm going to go back through you know a little bit of a biffle history here. Uh, I'm remembering Oneida. I'm remembering Murray twice on the Mississippi River. Um, Wheeler. Arkansas River, Fort Gibson, all historic landmarks in your career, Tommy Biffle. Um, right now, in, in, as far as in your BASS standings, you're, uh, you're, you're basically you're, you're kind of in, in the mid-range, aren't you, as far as point standings go, aren't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm in um, not real good shape right now, but I've got three or four you know, left that uh, – I usually do good at. Yeah, so. that's what that's what I'm getting to, and I mean, you're going to one of the one of the factories next, man. You're going to Oneida. Are you are, are you feeling good about that? Well, it's not, we're not going to Oneida. We're going to Thousand Islands. Oh, Thousand Oh Thousand yeah. Islands is next. Is that uh-huh. what's, that's what's next? Thousand Islands. Thousand Islands is a bass open. Oh, gotcha. Oh, he's I mean, open. I mean, Oneida is the bass open. It's the bass open. Is Oh, okay. Right. See, I had it mixed up right there. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're feeling pretty good about the next stop. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, um, tell me about this. Um, tell me about the history of the Biffle Bug. Okay. I mean, you're you're that's kind of synonymous. Obviously, it's it's your namesake bait. But uh, I mean, what's the history of that bait? How'd you get turned on to that? Well, I made it for flipping bait. Uh, Gene LaRue wanted me to make a flipping bait that I would use. And uh, so I just took some things. I used to use the beaver some. And uh, so I just took some things that I wanted to, you know, like the hollow body, put a rattle in. And I wanted the concave tail to make it glide better. And then we put the legs on it to uh, look like it was swimming or kicking. And uh, worked out great, you know. It was a good flipping bait, and uh, caught a lot of fish on it. And then uh, when I come up with a hard head, then it really set it on fire. Yeah, no doubt. It's a, it's a bait that anybody can throw, that anybody can catch them on. It's basically throw it out and reel it back, just keep it on the bottom. And uh, you know, it's it's really I've been in trouble many times at seminars. I say it's a bait that's so easy that women can catch them on it. Yeah, and don't go over good. Did you? Did you? <laughs> did you invent that bait? I mean, is that or is that something? Yeah, you you did. Okay. Well, where did that no, come I, from? Yeah, I'm, I made it. Awesome. What gave you the idea for that? I they wanted me to make something, you know, that that uh, that I could use, and uh, you know, that would be a good flipping bait. And then uh, on the hard head was was a deal where just. I had it a lot for a long time, and, and just that was the right bait for it. You know, we used to put a worm on it and uh, throw, it, throw it around with a little worm or a sinko or something on it. But, uh, 
yeah, yeah. That was the right bait. I'm I'm talking about the, that hard hit. I'm talking about that hard hit. Did you? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, I know about the Biffle Bug. Yeah. Now the 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 hard hit is that something that you did? You came up with that, Tommy? The hard hit. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it, I mean, and it was just some kind of alternative to a football jig or a standard jig, huh? Yeah. For, for deep water. Yeah. It, it, it was the deal of it between it and a football jig is you can feel the bottom and the structure so much better with that hard head than you can a football jig because of the skirt. Mm-hmm. And you're throwing that thing out and just letting it get to get bottom contact, and you're just kind of reeling it in, huh? Are, yeah. Are you sco- yep. are you scooting it? On the bottom. Are you scooting it? Or are you just uh, barely winding it? Or are you scooting it along? What, what's your your preferred method? I, I wind it. I wind it as fast as I can wind it and keep it on the bottom. Okay. I throw it on a I throw it on a seven to three gear ratio reel bottom. And I throw it on a uh, one of quantum slipping sticks. Gotcha. That's seven six. That's your. And, uh, that's that's what you want. You wanna you wanna throw it on that twenty pound shooter sunline, and uh, just keep it on the bottom. And and you know I've caught them as deep as forty feet, and and you know as shallow as a foot or less. So it's a wow. it's a very versatile bait. And you're you're throwing it on that pool cue biffle rod. You love that pool cue, don't you? Yeah, but I'm not throwing it on my on my signature series. Oh, okay. I'm throwing it on one of Quantum's flipping sticks. That's really no more a flipping stick than a man in the moon. But uh, <laughs> it, it's got a, it's got a good backbone. It's, it's you know it's a really a way too limber to be a flipping stick for me. Gotcha. And uh, but it makes a good bug rod. It, it, there's there's two schools of thought on the flipping stick. You get a guy like your your teammate um, Greg Hackney with Quantum, and and he likes that. Uh, you know that parabolic flip stick or, or a limber tip, but the flip stick that you're using, I mean, dude, yeah. that, that thing is a, it is a pool cue. It's like a broom handle. And why do you prefer yeah. that? Why? Why? What's your school of thought on that? Because when I hit them, I move them out of the bush. Boom! <laughs> it don't matter if he's a five pounder, or seven pounder, or an eight pounder. You can get him away from that cover. Acme likes that parabolic because he fishes braid all the time. Gotcha. And, and I don't ever fish braid. I hate I hate braid other than top waters and a frog and you know, something like that. Why do you hate braid? Two 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 reasons. When you flip it in the hyacinths and, and you're lifting your bait up and down like you do down in Florida or the lakes that's got hyacinths. Yes sir. You'll hear you'll hear that braid on that weed go <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and uh, and then you run forty miles up the river to flip one lay down tree because you know there's a big one in it, and your bait gets hung up, and you pop your line with fluorocarbon, it hops off. Yep. When that when that braid hangs up, it's hung. It's done. And, and then what? When the light bulb came on, we were a falcon. And I was using braid. And uh, I was catching them, but I wasn't catching them nearly as good as I thought I should have been. And I picked up a rod that had 25 uh, fluorocarbon on a sunline shooter. And I got 10 times the bites. It's just like they flipped the switch. Huh. And it's the same thing It's the same thing with wood or, or the vegetation. When you pull it over a branch, that braid goes 
<laughs> and uh, so, I think they can hear it and they see it. You know, it's an so, old. Uh, hmm. Yeah, and and so you know, with the floor carbon, they don't see it and they don't hear it. You get a lot more bites. I'm gonna have to re- re-spool some reels. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I the, the sound. I never thought about the sound. The sound of braid. I, I, you hear a lot of guys saying that too, and it, and it, I mean, it's true. It's just you, you pull it, especially in the vegetation. You 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 just you do it. It's like an alarm to the bass. <clears throat> so I could see that. Yeah. So that the the rod is compensating for the the some stretch that the fluorocarbon does have. Then correct? Is that what I'm getting out of this? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. We're, I don't. We're, we're, or if you're using braid, you don't get any stretch, so you got to have some give in that rod. And then, too, another part of it is, when I grew up with a flipping stick, the very first one I ever had was the old Fenwick flipping sure. stick. the lunker stick. That you, yep. that you could use for a pole vault pole. <laughs> right. You know. So uh, I got used to flipping with it, and you give me one with a tip. It's got some tip action on it, and, and you, I can't flip it. I can't flip mirrors good with it. Can't do it. Hey, I, I Tommy, what's the uh, what's the biggest fish you've boat flipped? Because I don't see that. I don't. I don't recall in recent memory ever seeing you get down to land a fish. You just bring them on in. What's uh? Have you have you Uh-oh. flipped a ten pounder? No. <laughs> I got a rule if he's if he's seven or better. Uh, I'll usually try to get down to get him. But. Seven. Uh, you know, I have I have flipped some seven and eight pounders, but I've never flipped a ten. But if he's five or six or something, I'm not even gonna think about it. I'll just flip him in the boat. Flipping him right in. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, when a, a while back, I mean, four or five years ago or something, when you did my my Bass Buzz radio show, you told me that um, there's a couple things I remember, and we'll get to one of them later. But the first thing I remember is you told me that you wish that guys kind of kept flipping quiet. That they were talking too much about it. I mean, is that, t- tell us that story, Tommy. T- tell us about it. you. Wish they kept it on the DL. Well, it's just like anything else, you know. Uh, you know, if guys are catching them flipping, and then they're having good success, or the or the lakes line up good that year for a shallow water bite, then there's going to be a lot more people on the bank. Um. Seems like when I do good flipping, it's when people think you can't catch them flipping and they're all out there fishing deep. And uh, there's been several tournaments that I've won where I was one of two or three or four that was flipping and everybody else was out doing something else. And, uh, you know, same way with fishing deep. You know, if if the guys think there's a deep bite going on, then there's just that many more of them out there deep. So you get excited when the deep bite's on because you're going to catch them shallow. <laughs> if, if, if the lake and everything, you know, uh, where you can. Right. right. You got to dance with who brung you, Tommy. That's what they tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what they tell me. <laughs> hey, uh, some people say that you're not versatile. Do you agree with that? No. No. I'm hard-headed. You're hard-headed, just like the hard-head jig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to name now. <laughs> That's outstanding. But uh, I'd, uh, I can catch them on a spinning rod just like 
probably you know ninety percent of them, but I don't like using the spinning rod. I hear you. You know, not in a tournament. And then and then uh, you know if there's a crankbait bite going on or something, I probably got just as many crankbaits as the rest of them. <laughs> but I, do I like it? No. And then and then the jig or uh, the bug with the hard head. Uh, just made it that much better for me um, because it's just like a crankbait. Sure. I can, I can run the trolling motor on a pretty high speed and cover lots of water. And, uh, you know, when I catch them on the, on the bug and the hard head, I've usually got them. That, that's the deal. I think that's the best thing about that hard head is that, uh, you know, if you're fishing in a spot where you're normally cranking, you're always trying to keep bottom contact with that crankbait. But with the bug, you just let it sink to the bottom, and you got bottom contact the whole way in. Kabam! Yeah, kaboom! It's right there. Hey, y'all! Uh, I was at yeah. I was at Pizza Hut earlier, uh, Tommy. <laughs> no at, kidding. I was at the Pizza Hut, and I, I was having dinner with uh, with one of your buddies, Trip Weldon. Is uh, who's that? Well, I was having bu- uh, dinner with Trip Weldon over at the Pizza oh, Hut. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I just made that up, but but this, but uh, yeah. but basically, uh, Tripp's got a new rule, okay, and uh, and he wants me to run this by you, and uh, and see what you think about it, okay. And this new rule is called uh, three rods on deck and one in hand. So in next year's elite events, you're only allowed to have four rods in the boat. Okay, you can keep three of them on the deck, and you could be fishing with one of them, and you can rotate. If you had to pick those four rods, what are they going to be? Rod and reel combos, and what's the baits you got My, tied on? Mine's going to be uh, two flipping sticks. Okay. Well, really, four flipping sticks. Okay. It's going to be two of my signature series flipping sticks that I normally flip with, and then it's going to be two that I throw the bug and the hard head off. Okay. <laughs> so you got you got a... And, uh, because the same the same rod that I throw that bug of hard head on, I throw crankbaits on, I throw spinnerbaits on, I throw frogs on. So that would be a great rule because most of them guys have got about 30 rods in the boat or more and half of them out on the deck. So uh, I think he thought Tripp telling me he did a good job making that rule. All right. Wow. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there it is, the new Tommy Biffle rule right the here. The first guy that liked it. We love it. Yes. Biffle is no nonsense. I love this guy. <laughs> hey, uh, Tommy, you know what uh, What really grinds my gears, Tommy? Do you want to know? That? You want to know what grinds my gears? Like, okay, like say I go to um, like a fast food place. Like I'm going to, let's just pick McDonald's or something. Okay. And I'm, and I'm in line at this soda machine. Okay. And then there, there's, there's this big old gal in front of me. And she, she keeps filling up her cup. You know, with the soda, and then she drinks some, and then she fills up some more, and then she drinks some more. It's not like she can't go back, but she keeps just standing there, and I'm waiting in line just to get my small soda filled, and she's got her supersized big gulp. That that grinds my gears, Tommy. Do you are, do you know what I mean about that, or am I out of, out of line? Yeah, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> it bothers the hell out of me. I'm not going to kid you. I need they need multiple lines. But what my question to you is what grinds your gears, Tommy Biffle? What really grinds your gears, man? What sets you off? Oh. 
They just want to get close to you. They want to be friendly with you. That's all it is. They might be bringing you cookies, I think. Yeah. They thought you were yeah. thirsty. This is what was going on. But, uh, they find out pretty quick that that <laughs> is the case. Give me an example. Like, what would you say? Give me some words exchanged in that type of scenario. Let's pretend that, that Ryan Whitaker, who's sitting next to me here, old popcorn, that you're on the last day of the derby and you've been catching him good and popcorn pulls up to you and he's flipping your bushes. What are you going to say to popcorn? I, you were breaking up. I, I couldn't hear you. Okay, oh, no. you, here, here's what I said. It's the last day of the Derby, and you're in the lead, and you pull up to your spot. But but my co-host over here, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, he's flipping your bushes, okay? He's a, he's on your spot. What are you going to say to Ryan? Is he in a tournament or not in a tournament? No, uh, whatever. I'm, I'm in the tournament, and I wasn't there for the last three days. Oh, I'm going to run you off in about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you do that, Tommy? Uh, I can't say it on the radio. <laughs> We're on the internet. You could say whatever yeah, you, you say want. Whatever you, you, want. You, you, you will be leaving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I wanted to... I, fa- I would leave. That, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would not I mess do with that Tommy either. Biffle. He's the junkyard yeah. dog. I don't, yeah. You don't, you don't pull, tug on Superman's cape and you don't mess with Tommy Biffle. I'm afraid of those flipping sticks. And you don't piss in the wind. Those are three rules. Don't don't tug on Superman's cape. Don't mess with Tommy Biffle. And don't piss in the wind. Three rules to live by right there. You know, back back when I started, the worst thing that you could do that would get you blackballed if a guy was doing good and you came within a mile of him, you know. And and I guess I'm still old school and... and, uh, I still think that's the way it ought to be because you don't know if he's fishing here and moving all right or over there, you know. Yeah, exactly. So is it true guys, that, Is it true you can... Guys, t- nowadays... Go, uh, ahead. Go ahead, Tommy. Go ahead. I want to hear you. The, 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 the guys nowadays, you know, they'll, uh, they'll get up there really way too close to you or right down the bank from you or, you know. So does that drive you crazy in Major League Fishing? Because you guys are pretty tight with each other. I mean, does that drive you nuts? Uh, uh, Major League Fishing was started out all be fun and games. And, uh, you know, they wanted us to have controversy mm. to uh, to make for good TV. Sure. But uh, we decided that we weren't going to do that because we got to fish with each other. <laughs> weekend and week out, you know. <laughs> right. So uh, they had a buoy system figured up and everything, and you know, you could go over and cast across their line almost. And wow. And they wanted, you know, they wanted a lot of that. They thought it'd be good TV, but we knew better. So uh, that, that, they didn't. Uh, we didn't do that. That's an exclusive. We've never heard that no, one before. No. Boyd and Gary never told well, us about that. What I think that'll do is let everybody carry a tater cannon. 
<laughs> and if you're if you're in range of that potato cannon, then you're too close. <laughs> that, How do you know if you're in range of the potato? Cannon? That is outstanding. We're, I'm texting. Well, potato cannon shoot pretty far, so yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm texting Gary Klein and Boyd Duckett right now, and I'm going to suggest that that's that's an outstanding rule. Hey, um, I want to defend you, Tommy, because it seems that um, everybody's always ripping on your shorts, Tommy. You know the the old biffle, yeah. the old biffle toe. They're always they're always they're always hammering you about that. But I think that you're wearing real man shorts. You know those are man shorts, not like yeah. you, you know, not like um, you know, like Ish Monroe. He wearing those shorts that come almost down to his calves. Those aren't shorts. Yeah. Those, those are those are gotchies. You know, those are old. Those are, those are, the those are capris. Yeah, they're yeah, capris. Those are short pants. Like what? You know, I can't tell. I can't tell if they if they get up and they got their capris on or still got their pajamas on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're wearing man shorts, so I, I commend you for that. I agree. I think uh, I think an adult should wear shorts that are. Well, what I tell them, I said, they're my my shorts that I wear now are are Mercury standard Mercury issue shorts. Th- there it so, is. You know, Let I don't have my pajamas on. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let him hammer you. Let him hammer you. Hey. uh... Tommy, you you got any? Uh, the, I'm getting the cue from the producer here. Our, our time is up, but do you have any last words for for your fans or, or your sponsors before we get out of here? I just tell them I appreciate them all, and uh, you know, I'll hang in there until it's over. Yes, you you got it, man. And we're looking for a classic from you, just as you are from yourself, man. We are we are totally pulling for you. I, I must say that you are definitely one of our heroes. Uh, and and yes. we admire you, Tommy. Sincerely, we really do, man. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, best of luck to you and safe travels and uh, and knock them out. Okay, knock them out the rest of this Alrighty. season. Yes, Tommy. Okay. Tommy Biffle, right. right there. That was awesome. <laughs> Our buddy Tommy Biffle, <laughs> right there. Hey, uh, that was a dream come true. That right was there. pretty cool. It was interesting, no doubt about it. I'm Pat Remick. I like that guy. This is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. <laughs> Put the power poles down when we get back. Tom Monsoor. Coming at you from West Wisconsin, live. The western part. Be right back. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!